from the host that brought you to Coding Westworld. And Westworld the Recapables. Comes the Ringer Prestige TV podcast on Westworld. I'm Joanna Robinson. I'm Danny Heifetz. And I'm David Shoemaker. Welcome to Westworld Season 4 and the Prestige TV Podcast feed, where we're going to break down every episode of Westworld Season 4. Every Monday, the day after the show comes out on the Prestige TV Podcast feed. Wherever you get your podcasts, but get them on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Is that it? That's the show intro? I was just waiting for you to just cut in. You always do, and you didn't. And it went like a half second longer, and I got uncomfortable, so I I lowered it. I don't know if you saw this, and this is really all I care about today. I lied the last 20 minutes we've been prepping. Um, the industry summit or the national, I'm not sure which, hang on. Let me, let me find out exactly what it is. Schulte sports marketing. Yes, it is the industry summit, which is happening the first week of October voting closes on the 24th. They are voting for the industry summit awards. One of the categories is best hobby podcast. What? If we don't win that, I'm just going to tell you right now. I will never do a show again, and you can find another job. I'm out. That's not true, but we encourage all the audience to vote for us. You don't even have to vote for anything else on there. Just vote for that. Sports cards, nonsense. That's my whole pitch today. Why didn't you tell me this beforehand? I would have had it up already and be creating multiple fake accounts that I could be voting for Is this what bots do? Is that the bot thing? I would have just botted it. Is this a bot thing? Um, I just saw that email. I filled it out twice. <laughs> two of those votes are from me. So when we get seven votes, two of those are mine. Um, guys, welcome to the show. It's Thursday. Okay. End of the week. You just have your marching orders. Uh, go out and do that. Stop listening and just go do it. Um, and now that you're back from doing it, we have a great show for you. you. Think they did it that fast. Well, they could have paused. Well, they it. paused it. Okay. They paused. I would like to. There's actually a lot going on today. I'm going to stay out of your way. I'd like you to do the rundown. Get us right into the oh big my. picture. Let's just get into it here. Oh so we have my. a guest. We have a lot going on. I don't want to waste time. The rundown. Don't do that again. The National <laughs> is upcoming. We talked about it from the dealer perspective last week. We're doing part two. We're going to talk to you, the buyer. Tips and tricks to make your uh, National experience all the more better. Baker Mayfield is in the news. What are the hobby impacts? We have a little straight facts homie section for you. Release week with one of the biggest releases of the year, 2021 Prism Basketball. Other news that should be under straight facts homie, but for some reason has its own category. And we have Ryan Spoon, who sounds like it could be Ryan Fork, but Ryan Spoon, he's coming on as he is the owner, CEO, head honcho of So Rare. Uh, one of the biggest games in the world. It's a NFT. It's a collectible game. It's all kinds of things, but they are adding it, uh, making it more mainstream in the U.S. So he will be joining us as well. We have pickups and we have mailbag. That is your show. Part two, the national. Big, Big picture. picture. So. 
jump. I see. I stay out of the way of the you open. Can't. I saved it. For, do me a favor as I'm doing this open here. If you okay. could have some of the questions from last week that we skipped from the buyer's mailbag for uh-huh. international. Uh-huh. If you want to just kind of insert and inject yourself there, uh-huh. that'd be lovely. Okay. I don't know. Question what from Jerry. I don't want to talk. Okay. <laughs> So we yeah, as Jesse mentioned last week was all about hey, if you're going there as a set to set up to deal, this is what you should do. Today, a little bit of a different scope. If you are going there as a buyer, we got a lot of questions from this perspective. We hit some of them last week. We'll hit some more this week. So yeah, like what do you do to prepare for the national? I would say this. I, I have a couple just firm and steadfast rules, and then just some preferences. Rule one was talked about last week. And it's not rule one. I just downgraded it. Which so, rule is it? Nope. It's not even one anymore. Oh. First off, I would say have a clear objective in mind. Oh. Know what you are looking for, at least to a degree, because that can cut out a huge amount of time. One thing it seems like lately the national has done a good job of doing is separating things by category. Again, to a degree. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking to get into breaks and deal with breakers, there's a breaker pavilion. If you're looking to get into the corporate stuff and look around at like, again, like that's what will be set up. Some of the other shops, that's in a certain segment. Um, it does seem like all the big wax distributors are also together. So if you're looking for boxes, perfect, go there. Mm-hmm. And then from a single side, from the card side, there is a huge, there is a massive amount of vintage at every card show. The national, I would say, if you're talking about tables that are strictly singles, just cards, I think there is probably... of tables are heavily vintage, and there's probably a good portion of those that are exclusively vintage. If you do not care about vintage stuff, massive way. Again, just kind of look at the map, Mm -hmm. take a look at the floor. It's a great way for you to cut out. Flip side is true as well. Hey, I'm looking for vintage. Perfect. Find out where some of the big vintage dealers are. There are maps all over the place with like the actual layout. Just go where you want to go. That is rule number one. Have somewhat of an idea of what you're looking for when you get in there. It looks like you have something to say. To tie in with that, John uh, C. Loriotti wants to know, does the National have dealers that sell non-sports cards as well as Marvel and celebrity cards? Or would that be a different show? Nope. There will be more at this show. It does. I don't know that you'll have just a ton of tables exclusively with those, but you will see more of that at this show than any other show in the country. Here's the thing. If you're looking for it, they probably have it at this show. Yeah. I mean, realistically, they have everything there. But yes, good question. If that's what you're looking for, yep. Definitely a lot of the oddball shows, oddball tables. So that kind of gives you an idea. Hey, this is what I'm going for. This is what I have in mind. In line with that, I would say have an idea. If you, And this isn't always possible, but if you are looking for specific cards, have an idea on what you're willing to pay. The reason I bring this up, in a perfect world, you would just be able to fire open card ladder, sales history, check it, see what it's worth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you, and you experienced this last year, the internet there, including Wi-Fi Ooh. and even just mobile. It's, I guess, what do you call it when you're just using your phone's internet? That's uh, not a Mobile internet? So just mo- mm-hmm. Even that, at times, has been brutal. I would say plan on having internet that works at the, at the pace of a slug that has been amputated. Do they have legs? No, I don't think. Have you seen a slug before? (laughs) Google it, but they have like antennas. Okay, sure. I just, again, I think it's important if you know what you're looking for to to the best degree you can have an idea on price because it's just very possible you're not going to be able to have great access to comps and looking things up. Having said that, if you do have access to that and if your phone is actually working decent, I would say this, never be afraid to comp cards. Like there is this stigma sometimes where guys, we have been asked this all the time. We get asked this at shows too. And even when like guys are hanging out with us at a show, like, Hey, is it cool to just like, you know, can we just look at this and can I, can I comp in front? Yes. You are the buyer. 
the buyer has almost all the power. If you have any question about a card, look it up right in front of the dealer. Now, maybe step off to the side so you're not blocking the whole showcase, but comp your cards in front of people. It's not a big deal. If guys get worked up about that, there is no reason to deal with the person. Um, as a plugin that is an extremely useful to, tool, um, Card Ladder, uh, as we all know, they, they've got all the pricing that you need. What's really helpful, though, too, especially because you have such a lack of internet, is Center, the Center Stage app. Um, they have. Why is this, by the way? Because, Why does Center Stage? Yeah. Because basically, when you are getting any information, it's a transfer of data. They have minimized the amount of data that is needed to be transferred. There's a lot of. There's. Do you hear that? That's thunder? thunder. Yeah, I think it's thundering. <laughs> oh boy, this is an. Om- this just took on an ominous tone. Um, center stage. Uh, they essentially take less data to be able to find out the card that you're looking at. All you do is you. S- uh, download the app, you scan it over the card, and typically it immediately just pulls up the card that you're looking at, and it tells you pricing. That's crazy loud. Dude, that's some loud thunder. So, okay. so center, center stage, stage is, is a very handy one, um, but of course, you got all the data you need on card lighter. But the bottom line is have your tools ready. The other thing I tell you, just bring your Beckett magazine. No, no internet <laughs> needed for that. Um, yep. So in addition to not being afraid to comp things, I would say be realistic. If people are at 110% of comps, you know, it, to a degree, I, I don't think it's unreasonable. I don't love that tactic because it's like, well, I had to pay to get here. I'm paying to set up whatever. They pass that, you know, that premium onto the buyer. It's going to happen, though. It is what it is, as long as it's within reason. And then in line with that, and I've said this before on the podcast, find a very generic card. Specifically, I like to go with just a graded card. Hey, how much are you asking for this Luca Prism PSA 10? Right now, those are selling for like 330 bucks. If I go to a table and those are $500, Again, because of how many dealers are there and the fact we're going to be dead before national because this storm <laughs> is coming. No, but the fact that you're not going to have time to look at everything in detail anyways, I root, out, I root out a lot of just useless dealers based on comps, even if it's just one or two cards. I, I have no interest in buying Lucas. If somebody tells me that, that at their table it's 450 bucks, I'm probably not spending time looking at anything else. Maybe not everything is crazy overpriced, but as a dealer, that's why it's so... You have to be so conscious of price because there are a lot of guys who will do that because I'm not the only one. Hey, what is this card? Okay, you're crazy high there. There's 85 trillion tables here. I'm not going to waste my time with somebody I think is unreasonable. Jeremy Mandel is questioning any strategy. Dude, this is ridiculous. <laughs> is it raining? We need the rain. I, I, we do need the rain, but yeah. Where's Autumn? Tell her to check for rain. <laughs> Anything strategy-wise that you think someone not attending the national should be looking at during that time? I think we've kind of talked about that a little bit as far as like online sales. Oh, for you guys not going to the national. Yeah. Yeah, keep an eye on the on the forums, keep an eye on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, eBay sales that are ending Card that night as well. Live. Card shop live. Card shop, well, most we'll, we'll, we'll be live from there. But but yes, there is a huge fraction of the hobby that will be at the national. So there is also, I mean, the world doesn't stop, but it does slow down. You can plan now, well, not, but uh, in advance, like eBay, just go out there and check what bids are ending, ending on those days. Dude, I'm I mean, going, honestly, I'm do we window. need keep to keep talking? Keep talking. <laughs> we're we're literally checking to see. It's so loud now. It sounds like it could be like a tornado type stuff, um, which you know, not all that uncommon where we live. Beautiful Nashville. All right. Uh, um, so be checking eBay comps. Uh, checking when it ends. If it ends like at Thursday or Friday or Saturday during like primetime hours like which is primetime hours there it's probably like any time between like 11 and you know 5 p.m that's probably going to be the hottest times 
I would say that's going to be your best bet for few to very little people on the on eBay bidding. Let me tell you right now, there is a chance we don't make it. <laughs> it is it's it's savage out there. Actually, it's wild. Um, whatever Jesse just said is great. So um, you were go you were saying. I don't even remember what I was saying. I was literally in fear for my life. Um, here's another question. Hey, then. Give me another question. Johnny Watt wants to know, will the national ever come to the West Coast? I So we talked to Ray Schulte about this. It was in, it was in Anaheim years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray is going to be on the show next Thursday, a week from today. He, he is the, he's the head of PR for sure. I don't know what his actual title is, but he's one of the head guys in charge of the national and the Beckett Summit, Industry Summit. You know, a lot of it he just said is availability. He mentioned Chicago and Atlantic City are are willing and are, I mean, enthusiastic to allow them to set dates aside years in, in advance. advance. Yeah, you know, because this is a major undertaking. Another thing is a buyer, be prepared with multiple payment options. I said this as a seller. The same is true as a buyer. Bring cash. Have your cash app. Your Venmo. PayPal, whatever, have multiple means. Do you suggest pay- one payment method over another? No, because it's all dependent on the on the dealer. But have them all. Just be ready to go with everything. The more ready you are, the well, better. I'm thinking of it more from a risk standpoint. Like, aren't there ones where, like, can't you on PayPal, like, claim, like, false transaction or didn't get something and then get your money back? Like, whereas it's reason- harder on Venmo or Cash App? Yeah, the reason I don't waste too much time with that is if somebody is, like, just out to scam you, they're yeah. going to scam you. I mean, I... It, so I don't, it's such a small portion though. I just think just be prepared with all your payment options. Also, if you're looking to sell, I think I mentioned this last week, but I just want to reiterate, like if you're there with cards to sell or trade, speak up. Hey, are you guys buying? Hey, can I trade into this card instead of just paying full price? I think a lot of that also just ties in. It just seems like there's always been kind of, and I experienced it when I was younger. Now I'm just a loud mouth, but it was like, you know, kind of nervous to approach Hey, I'm look. I want this card. It's a fair price. Can I trade into it for a little bit though? And then be prepared to take eighty percent for your stuff or seventy five percent for your stuff because you got to leave meat on the bone for the dealer if that is the route you want to go. Um, I would say the other thing is just always ask. Like, I don't think there's ever a reason to pay full sticker price, at least not without offering. Hey, this card's five hundred bucks. Cool. Would you take four? It's funny how many guys bring that up too. They're like, yeah, I just don't want to be rude and insult. I'm not saying offer 200 on a card that's worth 500, but offer 400 cash. Oh, that doesn't work? 450. I just think there is always room to negotiate. Almost always, it is worth at least asking the question. Um, Is there, so this is going to be a Jason Fisher question. He has two good ones. One is- You said that like it's a thing. (laughs) It's a Mr. Fisher- Like this is an ESPN thing. It's kind of a big deal. Any suggestions on how to deal with dealers who are just ridiculously overpriced? Yeah. And I want to add, I want to, well, see, that's what I wanted to clarify. Besides move on, because what if they have something I really want? Okay, then one of two things just be willing to overpay for it Mm -hmm. or see if they're, I mean, hey, I know you have it at a thousand bucks. There is a way to introduce reasonably. You know, here's the thing I do see that this sold for 600. Is there any, it's a PC card. I'd be willing to even come up to 650, overpay a little bit and in cash. Do we have any leeway here? But if they're still unreasonable, A, walk away, or B, pay and shut up. I think we've talked Those about this. Those are really the only options, right? A few times. Cash is king at these places, by the way. Like With a lot of guys, it is. Yeah, I think that's true. I, but, I but feel some like I've guys, gotten better deals when I had cash versus— Sure, but I always—like, you've seen me, too. I always ask because I would much rather keep the cash for the guys who are like, no, I'm only taking cash. Yeah. 
I always ask if I can pay PayPal. Uh, Jason had one other question. He's asked, "How is this a Fisher hour?" He had. Uh, he's just so good at asking questions, bro. How do you think the prices are going to be at the show? Are they typically higher due to the mystique of the nationals? Yes, thousand percent. And again, you, you thousand kinda, percent higher. Wow. <laughs> Statistically, yes. <laughs> yeah, and and that's kind of the reasoning behind it. Like, hey, I paid to set up. It's a it's a ten thousand dollar trip for me and my family and my company to set up here. Yeah, I'm trying to get the absolute premium, and especially on stuff you don't see, which there will be a ton of things that you just like every show you go to at the national, you see so many items you will never see anywhere else in person. Mm -hmm. And for that, you're going to overpay. Like I overpaid last year for that Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain picture I bought. Oh, I overpaid for my Spock autograph. You overpaid for everything. (laughs) No, but I mean like that picture is probably worth 1,800 to two grand at the time I paid 2,200. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whatever. I wanted the piece and you just don't see that stuff often. So, and now it's worth more anyways, but I just, the mindset is it really what comes into it. Um, did I ask this question last week? Because I don't know if I did. Michael C. and Frone, I remember saying his name. What's a reasonable amount of cash and cards to have it on you as you walk around the show? I think we talked Any about this. Any tips for staying safe as well? Yeah, like bring the lock boxes. We use our Zion lock cases. Okay. And just be reasonable. Like, I don't know. But that changes for everybody. Some guys are going to have hundreds of thousands in cash there. Literally, other guys will have 500 bucks. It's all like what you can do. Okay. So anyways, that's some information on the national. Well, I'm also going to do a, an Instagram live on Card Shop Live under that one, um, either today or tomorrow, just with like more nationals tips, like kind of a little update. So, um, but let's move on because we got a guest come. we got a bunch of other things to get to. Sounds great. Baker Mayfield in the news. He's going to a cat, a cat house, a cat <laughs> Is that what you wanted to have said? The, or? Uh, pan- Jaguar. Say Panthers. it again, though. But say it again. Panthers. He's going to the Panthers. Panthers. Traded for a bucket of nails at this point for nothing. <laughs> I but, mean, here's the thing. I don't think the Panthers are a great team. Mm-hmm. However, they started 3-0 last year. They have, when healthy, which has been r- rare at this point, Christian McCaffrey is unbelievable. They have some other decent offensive weapons. And Baker, for whatever reason, still has some of that mystique where he sells fairly well compared to other guys who I think should just be, you know, a billion times higher than him. Is it true they traded him in because they they didn't have Deshaun Watson? Is that a thing? But I don't know if Deshaun Watson's playing this year. That's my question. Is is that a thing? Do they think he's playing? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he is, but. Yeah, so just, I'm not going to spend more than like two minutes. Just to give you a couple numbers. Baker Mayfield came out of 2018, which is before the real hyped up base card, crazy overproduction. Okay. Lamar Jackson's out of that same class. Now, if you compare the two, there's really no comparison. Lamar was a unanimous. I think Lamar, can you Google that? Google that. Did Lamar Jackson, was he a unanimous NFL MVP? Mm-hmm. Both have had some postseason success, nothing crazy. Um, I mean, I think right now, if you're starting, obviously, I don't think it's even a question. You're going with Lamar Jackson. The The reason I think this is a bit interesting, though, is the pricing. Baker Mayfield's PSA 10 Prism. Rookie is 100 bucks. Lamar's 300 Baker's PSA 9 is 46 and he 40 was, to 46 He was unanimous. unanimous. That doesn't happen all that often. By the way, speaking of. Oh, hang on. Jesse's reaching in his draw. The sausages sports, are dancing. I have a sports related. Lamar Jackson. Oh, Jesse has a Lamar Jackson rookie wave playoff insert from 2018. What is this worth? I don't know. I, Look it up. I bought it off of Card Shop Live. In that one card. touch. That's, that's your card. card. Um, the Baker, so Baker Mayfield, again, just to kind of give you pricing, we'll just keep it clean with PSA 10s. His Prism PSA 10, 100. Lamar's 300. Baker's Optic, and by the way, these are all pop counts in the 900s. 2018 Optic Baker PSA 10, $102. Lamar Jackson, 120. Kind of weird they're that close. 
And then I went PSA nine on the prism. Baker's like 40, 45 bucks. Lamar's like 65 to 70. So if you are a believer in Baker, I'm not saying I am. I mean, I just don't, I don't think it's a great team, but Sam Darnold was three and zero last year and they actually had a little bit of hype. And we saw Darnold's pricing move up a little bit. It's not out of the realm to think Baker could at least start off hot and get a nice bump in numbers. And he's cheap. Like if you offered me right, like tomorrow, five PSA 10 prism bakers for a hundred bucks each, mm-hmm. I'd probably buy him just say, Hey, if he has a great outing, a little bit of hype, maybe him and McCaffrey get it going. And there's all of a sudden this electrifying offense. And then his PSA nine stuff is dirt cheap. Like the prism is under 50 bucks. The optic to Don Ross, there's a ton of his stuff graded a nine, even an SGC nine, five that is $50 and less. If you were looking for like a cheap chase, I don't think Baker's a bad play. I do wonder if the general audience is in favor of this move because he was on June 19th selling for $73. And now he, as of yesterday, sold for a hundred for his 2018 PSA 10. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's been some hype created. Um, to me, though, I'm still buying Jalen Hurts and Russell Wilson. Those are my two quarterbacks and Tua. All three of those I would still buy above Baker, but I don't think Baker's the worst buy in the world. Oh, he's gone up since then, too. He's up to Ooh. 115 today. Oh, now see, you're starting to get to the point where he's getting priced out then. He's already getting that bump like he just played a game well, and really all that happened is he got traded to a team that was garbage last year. Hmm, interesting. Okay, well. But it, 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 that's the only X factor there. I'm not saying that's a great team, but... CMC, if he's right, like maybe these guys have like this kind of chemistry and there's yeah. like a storyline behind it. Could be cool. Um, I know we get a guest in five minutes. Hit your straight facts, homie. We'll do Prism after the guest. All right. Straight facts, homie. Uh, Tops is stealing my ideas. That's your idea. There you go. Uh, it's not a big deal. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to make it, I don't want to make it a big deal. What do they take? So I think everyone can go ahead and clearly state that this was my idea to take Cards that you either love or don't care about, whatever. Just take your sports cards and using them as decorative pieces. They have covered an entire truck in baseball cards. And I'm just like, that's cool. I think that's a great idea. Just, hey, how about a shout out? That's all I'm saying. That's not a big deal. That's not really the news. I just saw it and I just figured people needed to know when they see the truck, just go out and yell, that was sports boys idea. Should we call Jeremy? All right, uh, Logan Paul, Mr. Uh, Pokemon, $6 million Pokemon man himself. He has a new app. Uh, I guess it's going to be an app. It's basically he's setting up a very, very similar idea to Collectible uh, that will be all about investing in portions of physical collectible pieces. So they're going to take... Essentially, they're, they're going to tokenize all of these pieces of memorabilia. So say you have multiple Jordan rookies, but it's physical products. They're going to then break them up and sell tokens as opposed to what collectible is doing, which is, I think they are actually selling actual shares, which means they are governed more by the sec. So I I do think they may cut through some red tape by doing this in a tokenized way. But at the end of the day, it's another idea that's already being done. I don't know how successful it's going to be. I hope it's a train wreck. I'm just sick of Logan Paul and influencers <laughs> like him. Like this one article too stated he wore a $6 million. Like this is not true. Everything is just fantasized with that guy. I just hope the hobby by and large is like, yep, we're not interested. Go make a podcast. He wore a $7 billion Pokemon card because he said it was that much. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment. So it's important to take care of them. I once got 
a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. All right, guys, we are back with our special guest, Mr. Ryan Spoon. I couldn't Spoon. even see him. He's wearing a camo shirt. <laughs> He's invisible See, so just a floating us. head. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Spoon from So Rare. I think I misspoke, but I don't think it was incorrect. I said head honcho. I'm still going to call him the head honcho. COO is the official title of So Rare. Um, Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Thank you. Super excited and appreciative of being here a uh, big fan absolutely what's going on over your left shoulder is it just boxes of cards tons of boxes of cards yes uh what's going on your right shoulder are those just bears uh, it's a teddy bear <laughs> bear bricks uh i collect a i probably side or i'm closer to i guess jesse and have odd collecting habits uh love that what is the bear? So the bear, you can't see. They're collector toys, and they come in different sizes. The camera doesn't give a good perspective, but... Oh, that's a big bear. They're really large. And that's Sully from Monsters, Inc. There's a bunch of those. They make um, you know different artist versions. Almost like a, taller than I am. Almost, <laughs> almost like a top 70 type thing. So an artist will do one as a collab, and then they you can never buy them again. They run out of release. Just nice. so the audience is clear, at night, are these things like coming <laughs> over? Like, is there a Toy Story thing or any of that vibe going on? You ever notice things in your house moved? Okay, that's enough. You uh, know what? This is a serious thing. Stop uh, it. Let's go on to the Enough fact. about your bears, The Ryan. reason why Ryan is here today. Um, so here's what I'm, I'm gathering is the majority of our audience probably is not super familiar with So Rare. Can you give us a little bit of breakdown? And then after that, we can get into the news of what's coming next. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so So Rare is at, at the intersection of NFTs, sports cards, and fantasy games. And so the concept is NFT-based fantasy games. So you, you collect, buy, earn the cards of the players, uh, and you mm-hmm. play them in weekly games. And as you play them, they, those players earn points like you would on a fantasy. Uh, and you know, my background, I was at ESPN for many years. And if you play an ESPN fantasy game, you're getting your players based on your trap, your draft position. Um, but in this case you are collecting cards and those cards are your players and those players, you put them to work in each, uh, uh, game week. And as they perform, uh, you earn cards as rewards. You can also buy, sell and trade those cards. We started cool. in soccer. Uh, mm-hmm. So the company was founded in Paris and uh, uh, started in soccer. Not Tennessee. Not Paris, Tennessee. Okay. Or Paris, Texas. Yeah. Paris. Lesser known, but fair. And has 250 plus um, uh, soccer clubs. Uh, so, you know, everyone wow. from um, Mbappe to Holland and so forth. And it's become a really big game, really uh, big marketplace. Uh, How many users do you have? Do you have an idea? 
We do. We have uh, just recently uh, eclipsed 2 million. Uh, wow. I mean, what? for soccer, it's large. We, uh, we concluded last year, the marketplace selling 325 million uh, in card sales. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. Just to be clear, I think Mike underestimated how I'm, big I'm you guys were. I'm enjoying right? watching, watching Mike's <laughs> reaction. I was checked. That, here's the other thing. There's a lot going on here you don't know about. We almost had a tornado kill us. There's some sort of, I don't know, p- potentially dead bear behind you. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I've been smashing monster, and I'm super happy today, which is throwing off Jesse. It's really weird. And I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of this was like Ariel Helwani was super spoke super well of you, and and was passively aggressively threatening us if we didn't have you on and then we heard about the game and i was like cool let's have him on it's at least unique two million users i mean th- i tried to tell you like I they never are on crypto slam they are like listed number five as far as like, over the last 30 days as far yes, as like, he's done his homework over. i love this I, I well you know somebody's what? got to um they're huge that's what i'm saying and that's why it's big that we're having him on because they what they have. I'm not going to spoil the news, but what they've got coming up is going to be What's really cool. What's in these card boxes? I need to know after he does the rest of the <laughs> no, stuff. No, no. That's fine. What's interesting is what like you can you can collect your, the players you like. So like Mike, you talk a lot about the you know the players you collect, uh, Brady and so forth. And there we go. But you Thank can you. also then play them each week. And so they, the cards are both, you know, fun and collectible and you do that as a fan, but then they have real utility and value. And so if you think that, um, someone is interesting as a prospecting as value, great. If you think someone's interesting just because you're a fan, which by the way, that's how we all collect our cards anyways. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And now you get to play them in different weeks. Like in my starting lineup, like I would in fantasy. Bingo. And um, and it's all based it? off real life stats, right? Like what they're actually Same doing, just fantasy. like fantasy. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, the reason I'm on today is to, we are, and I'll, we're going to announce it more fully over the next week, but uh, breaking uh, news, open it up. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the first we've talked about with, we are, we are launching MLB um, and doing this with the MLB and the MLB PA. Uh, and so we were releasing official license. That was my question real quick. So officially licensed, uh, cause you're saying cards, the cards are NFT cards, correct? Yes. But officially licensed. Yes. And so these are going to be player cards with the marks, the, you know, the, the Jersey and so forth. Um, we are launching in a week and a half. So that will be the 19th. Um, and you're going to be able to field your roster uh, for baseball and put them to, you know, play the games on a actually be the way that we're going to do the games is as you build those rosters and you play Monday through Thursday is a game week and Friday through Sunday is a game week. So that mirrors two things oh, okay. on both how soccer runs. Uh, but second, it mirrors obviously how the baseball uh, um you know, how each series like the series. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. So you're basically going to, so let me ask you this then in the gameplay, and maybe it's both. Am I just playing to get the best score on the app to, or on the site total? Or am I playing like I have a league with my 20 buddies and we're playing head to head every week? Uh, really good question. So to date, uh, and the way soccer okay. works and the way MLB will work, um, is you enter. Um, so I, I missed kind of a core thing to talk about, which is, um, there are different scarcities of cards. Uh, and so, you know, in our traditional cards, we talk about base cards a lot. Then you talk about serial, sure. et cetera. We have five versions. There's casual, which is your base and, and uh, free. And you earn those as you play. And as you register, there's limited cards. Uh, 
and then it gets increasingly, you know, more, uh, uh, smaller population, rare cards, super rare and the unique, which is the one of one. And those populations do not change. So for soccer, there are one unique, 10, uh, super rares, a hundred rares, a thousand limiteds. So those populations are set. Um, and based on the cards, you enter different games, different formats. You can have one based on a card type. You could have one based on scoring average, et cetera. We get pretty creative there. Um, almost like T almost like a TCG deck, like unique cards yeah, only in this. Yeah. And you got it. I grew up playing star Wars. Star. You're so. a big fan. <laughs> big star Wars fan growing as a kid. Okay. I got, yeah. so at, at the end of the day, like if I have like a one of one Tom Brady or well, not a uh, baseball player, one of one, no, no, Sammy Sosa. Na- nope. He's not playing name an active baseball player. Aaron judge. Okay, I feel you. really good. good one this year. That'd if I had good. a one of one Aaron Judge, do, does that help me in my fantasy game at all, it or does. is that just more in? Oh, it does. Okay, so it helps for a couple of reasons. One, as um, first of all, because it's the one of one, that will be the only one for that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, by you having arguably the best hitter and you know with the best stats this year, that is an advantage. But then, as you compile those cards, that is kind of your quote unquote. Uh, entry into the roster for those leagues. So as someone who has limiteds or casuals, I can't play the unique side. Um, oh, now okay. I mean, you can keep playing those cards each week. And as you perform or your team, perform, you earn other cards. Are you wagering cards in these games? No, there, there's no, oh, okay. no wagering. Of, uh, oh, okay. But obviously, you know, if you believe like, you know, the, the star right now in baseball is, uh, the six foot seven, six foot eight shortstop for the pirates, the crews, like, so you, you might mm-hmm. think that he's the future. And just like, as you guys talk about different cards to think about, you might think that, Hey, I want the rookie here. And that card will look different, look special. You might want a certain serial number. You might, uh, think that there's value in that, but also you might just really like Cruz and want to collect him over the So years. it's almost like the keeper league mentality though. Like I can get the kid as a prospect now. That's a great way. To and then just kind of keep, so let me, here's another question I have too, kind of going back to Jesse. If we're playing in the same league format, which is open to whatever, say like the one of ones and just the casuals, Jesse has the one-on-one judge. I have a judge that's just a casual non-numbered. Um, if judge hits two home runs and has three RBIs that day, does he get the same amount of points for that, even though his version is a one of one as I would get for my version? Let's say casual. The answer to uh, is yes. The, the cards earn different points over time and different um, based on usage and performance and and the year. But the reality of your exact question is your one of one judge is going to play in different tournaments than your casual judge. Okay, uh, so it's not so, even a thing, right? And so we are very thoughtful around how to make sure that in games, the same card uh, scarcities are at play, different kind of variations um, because we want it to be thought, you know, to force you to be thoughtful as a manager and mm-hmm. to think about different gameplay mechanics. And we've had a lot of success there in soccer. We'll learn that over time um, as we launch, you know, uh, we're launching mid season. So there'll be a lot to figure out, but we're excited about that. Basic question. Then, how do I sign up tomorrow? How do I go about getting my team on July 19th? Great point. Um, so we are two great questions, by the way. You're doing so good, Dude, bro. This interview is supposed to be your thing, and I am running with it. <laughs> Sorry, okay, guys, go ahead. Monster. Um, <laughs> so on, we are going through all the scoring mechanics and the card reveals uh, and so forth uh, on the 13th at noon. You can watch that on YouTube. 
The marketplace opens the 19th. So a couple things happen, which is kind of your specific question. As you onboard and you go through the registration flow, you get uh, you you get common cards, so the gray card, the casual card, and you will build out a roster. Uh, but the marketplace is also open, so if there are people you have specific interest or an eye on, you can start to collect. Um, the first games will start uh, three days later, so the twenty second, and that will be the first series that's uh, for casual cards. And then a week, two weeks later, just as things settle, we'll open up all the games. So as stuff cool. goes, gets open the first time, like you said, that marketplace. So the first time the judge one of one, for example, hits the marketplace, it is obviously not owned by anybody yet. How is it just an auction system to buy it? Yeah. Um, so there's two ways. The um, First of all, not all the cards will, will go to auction the first day. Um, that would uh, be, be a challenge. <laughs> uh, but there's when a card goes for sale the first time, it is officially minted. Uh, so that is the first time we don't set the price that is all done at market via auction on our platform. Um, and let, you know, let the players decide and so forth. Um, over time cards are also given out as rewards. So a significant percentage of the population of cards is held back as rewards for the people playing each game week. So are there ever big rewards like the, the unique one-on-ones? Uh, there are lots of big rewards. There's oh, okay. rewards within your scarcity. There's tiers of those. Uh, we're introducing ways to earn cards above your scarcity. Um, and That's then the cool. third way to earn cards or, or to, uh, acquire cards is as you collect cards, you can also sell them on the marketplace. So that is what we call a secondary sale, right? Like, uh, uh you're able to s- sell one to someone else at market. Now, are you using cryptocurrency uh, for all of the, these transactions? Uh, also a very good question. So the on the crypto side, there are multiple ways to pay. Um, for most users, there's no you need no understanding or connection to a wallet or crypto. Uh, so Thank forth. goodness. So it's happening via, you know, um, however you want to fund it, credit card, et cetera. Uh, that is the majority of transactions. Um, that's how, when I was researching the platform, how I did it, I, you know, the reality is if you are playing on the high end, uh, you, you are looking for the Mbappe's and so forth, um, at the more rare levels. Yes. You're integrating a wallet and that's happening on Ethereum. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to tell you, I think this is awesome and I cannot wait to sign up and create an account and then compete against Mike and beat him. I'm actually going to play. I, I had written this thing off, and then Brian has numbers. <laughs> I am like, this is, <laughs> this yeah, is out exactly. of control. Thank you, Ryan. You helped me and the rest of our listening audience by making Mike better. Okay, so Ryan, last thing. So where do people go specifically? Where and when do people go? I know it's the 19th it opens, but where and when would they yeah, go? So, after so the best this? thing to do right now as you're listening, go to SoRare.com slash MLB. Just enter in your email. Perfect. On the 13th, we're going to go, we will have a full uh, release of a video that goes through all the gameplay mechanics, the the cards, which look really cool. All, you know, the. Oh, that is one question I did want to specify. Those cards, they're completely unique. They're not like tops cards or anything like that, right? Well, they're all NFT. Like, so everyone is unique, but I. Well, I mean, I, like yeah. unique to your design. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All of us, uh, we actually spent a ton of time designing them. And, and there's a bunch of little fun nuances for year one, for rookie badges, for serial number one, for uh, a Jersey match, we'll get a different kind of treatment. They look really cool. cool. Um, 
And then the marketplace opens. So that's on the 13th and that will be on YouTube. Um, and then on the, uh, on the 19th, the marketplace opens and that will be available directly on so rare.com. Are you guys going to be at the national Atlantic city? Is that a thing you're doing or is it not really a, um, it's not planned, but I'm planning on changing that. Uh, so, uh, uh, you spent the last podcast talking about the layout, et cetera. I'm going to try to, uh, find my, you know, weasel my way towards there. All right. <laughs> talk to me about these boxes now. What is behind you? <laughs> Uh, what is going on in here? So I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of random cards. Um, the, I have a big RJ Barrett collection. That's kind of my, I went to Duke. I, I, uh, have a huge RJ Barrett card collection. Thoughts uh, on Zion as a Duke man. I love Zion, but when I, when I like re-entered cards a few years ago and they were rookies, um, I just thought RJ was very undervalued and he's still so young. Whereas at the time Zion was, you know, he was the number one, uh, uh, chase. Um, I continue to think RJ is fantastic. Um, I have, uh, I have a big swimming collection. I swam at Duke, a uh, big swimmer and swimming have- card collection. I haven't, I'm just going to tell you right now. I, and Jesse's seen this. I have never lost a race freestyle. So you've only raced me. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you, I think there's a pool at the house I've rented. Mm -hmm. If you want to come by. No, there's not. Is there really? No, I don't think there is. There's an ocean. It's everybody's pool. (laughs) Don't worry about it. No more questions. I'm staying at this house too. I would like to know. I actually, I'm not going to lie to you. I am. It's very rare that I am I come out of one of these inter- interviews. You want to oh, be a sponsor for the show? We actually like your product and we weren't sure if I'm gonna, we would. Well, I'm so. going to play it first, but I actually, yeah. like, here's the other thing. I'm down on NFTs right now because the entire market is just like garbage. But right, like I hear this stuff and I'm like, yeah, so I can buy in when they're super cheap, just the NFT market. But there is a utility and I'm playing it anyways. The game That's what I mean. part is really just, This is one of the few things I like. Which is like the difference yeah. between us and NFTs is. Yeah, utility. Can we bill you after? And Jesse, <laughs> Jesse nailed it. Like if you look through the crypto slam numbers and the transactions, like we, wild. yes, the market is turbulent and so forth, but sure. our usage and our volume and our transactions are steady. And in fact, we've done in this, you know, the first half of 2022, we've eclipsed last year's entire business. Um, the, I mean, one of the biggest factors to me is not even just the numbers that you're putting up, but the the sheer amount of people that are in it. Like, you know, Board Eight Yacht Club over the last month has like the highest number of sales. They have 70 million, but it's only 409 buyers. You guys are fifth in line. You have 21 million in sales, but there's 27,000 buyers. Like, you actually have people. Like, if you lost someone, it wouldn't be a big deal. You lose someone selling a board ape, that that's it makes a difference. It, this is big. I think what it's really cool. What we're super excited about is first of all, it's the soccer off season, so that's changing, and there's and we're improving and, and building the product there. We're launching MLB, which is just a great fantasy and collectible sport. So we are very bullish on the opportunity to do this here, and there'll be other things to launch down the road. Nice. Any plans with NFL or NBA? Uh, or not yet. We, not that you can speak uh, of. We are. We intend to do more than two sports. Oh, oh, oh swimming! Here we come. Exactly. Uh, two things have happened here that I did not think. We've allowed him on for more than ten minutes. Yep. Ten minutes is always my mark. Jesse knows if I say ten minutes because I don't care about it. Yep. We've gone twenty, and I'll tell you right now, you can come back after this thing launches and we actually play. Another thing I don't do. You are in a rare mood. I gotta send Ariel some uh, some flowers or something. No, Ariel gets nothing from us. Yeah, Ariel's dead to me. I mean, no. I, we asked the guy for a simple retweet. Well, if you have my buddy on, you know what, Ariel, just stay in your lane, pal. He did come back and no, retweet it no. before. No, Ariel was sweet. 
Don't you dare. I don't know. He's an expose. Ryan, thank you. Thank you very much for coming on. This has been enlightening and fun. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Keep up the good work. Appreciate it, man. Bye-bye. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah. A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Well, there was Ryan Spoon, guys. There you go. There's our entry. I was going to talk to you <laughs> off camera. Okay, let's just bang out the rest of the show. Um, release week. What? A, yeah, hang on. Let me get back to our sheet. Uh, release week. Oh, yeah. It's biggest. a massive release week. You don't need your sheet for this. Well, there was a big massive Tell thing we just talked about. Now we got this thing. NFL. <laughs> yep. NFL is coming out in a few months, but before then, NBA 2021-22 Prism Basketball. NFL came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, that's right. It you did. ripped it. I meant in a few. You ripped it. Tomorrow is a massive release, though. <laughs> yes. Prison, I can. I still am having trouble getting over the numbers. Three hundred and fifty-one million dollars. I love how I, I transferred to that topic. You don't want to talk about the topic. You want to go immediately into Prism, and now you back up into it when it fits your needs. Just let the flow. Let it flow naturally, it's bro. Just rare. That I know. I am overwhelmed and overly impressed by something like that. You know what's impressive, folks, what is that I heck? told him several times how big they were, and he didn't listen prior. Okay, but that's okay. Just to update the audience, off air, Ryan said he thinks his nine-year-old can beat me in a swimming match in a race. I just uh, Ryan says he listens. I what? don't know if that's true or not. I'm gonna give me a second, please, sir. I will challenge that nine-year-old. <laughs> I will defeat that nine-year-old. You find us a pool. In Atlantic City at the National. I'm telling you right now. Do you want to tell the rest of the audience what else you said you could beat that child at? I guarantee I could all bench press him. <laughs> yeah. And Ryan, too, You're by trying the way. to beat a nine-year-old. 5'11", a buck 60? Please. I'll rep your body weight more than you can count, buddy. <laughs> that was a crazy impressive. I'm, I'm, I know you said it. I don't care. I don't listen I to you all that much about things I'm not in. I know. I'm, I was very impressed by that. Okay. Prism comes out. Give me. Let's just start like normal. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it comes out tomorrow. Friday yes, release. Does. Give me box price, breakdown, all that. Yada, yada. Do you have a guess on box price? I'd love to hear your thoughts before I tell you. Ooh, I thought I had already seen this, though. I thought it was coming out of 15-ish. 1,500? Yep, 1,500. Uh, 12 packs of box, 12 cards of pack, so 144. Two That's autos? That's the math. Uh, two autos, 22 prisms, and 10 inserts. So, again, chasing big color, obviously. I mean, autos are great, but with prism, you are chasing autographs. I mean, excuse me. With prism, you are chasing... Uh, your silvers, and then your colored variations. They've got prismatic uh, inserts, fireworks, widescreen. I don't know what that yeah, is. These Mindset, are just, fearless. Yeah, those are just the inserts. But I mean, like, you're chasing color. That yeah, is yeah, really yeah. the big thing. Um, 
here is what I, I like about the product. First of all, give me a price on 2019 and 2020 when you have it. Got Let it. me tell you before that what I like. It is a deeper class than either of the two previous years. Like top to bottom, you have a number of guys that are selling well. You don't have that one Lamello or that one Zion or mm-hmm. that one Ant-Man, but you've got like five to eight guys I think you're pretty happy with if you hit decent picks of. Off the top of your head, do you have any thoughts on who guys are... Yeah, I mean, Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, yeah. uh, Jalen Green still selling really well. I mean, there's just a bunch of guys. Mobley's selling really well. So I like it for that fact. Um, I mean, dude, the kid in, in uh, AO for Chicago sells really well, very quietly. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. There's a lot of depth here and some high-end talent anyways. What is the... So 1500 for this year. Yep. Give me the last two years pricing. Uh, 2020 was at, is currently selling at 1900 on blowout. Okay. Uh, 20. 19 is selling at 1850. Yeah, so it's what 15% cheaper than both of those or 20% cheaper just about. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a terrible buy. Just to kind of give the other perspective too, just because of, of last year, it's, it's still fresh, but we have enough sales. Lamello is Lamello and Ant Man are almost the same 15 to 20 bucks for a raw card. Um, it looks like Lamello Ross Silvers are selling for 125. This says Anthony Edwards are selling for 212. I don't know that I believe that. Although now I'm looking at the sales, and I guess they are it's more in the 200 range. Mm-hmm. I think you would expect similar numbers from the top five, six guys here to start, even a little bit higher when they're new. I say this. I've said this before. I'll say it again. This to me is a perfect example of a product where grading is a massive, massive thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you hit that big monster, Cade Cunningham. Quite frankly, at this point, even silver to start, rush it to PSA. If you think it has a chance to 10, rush it to PSA, get it get it in the slab, get it back, sell it quick. If you have silver or above, including big color, and you do not because of centering, surface, whatever, it's not going to gem. Mm-hmm. Or if you have base stuff that you think will gem, I'm going right to SGC. I bring this up because SGC's turnaround right now is like 12 business days. It's 25 bucks a card, $23 a card if you go through Nash Cards. Yes, PSA outsells SGC, but it, you can grade them for a fraction of, of the amount of money. And again, now if you pull a blue and you think it has a chance to, to 10, you send it to PSA. I, I'm not arguing that. Yeah. But the big stuff that you don't think, for one reason or another, will not gem. And then all of my base stuff, I'm going right to SGC, and I'm going to get it to market within days of like this stuff coming out. I'm going to rush it. I just think that's a super valuable way because we're going to see crazy inflated prices to start. So cash in on that if you're just planning on buying it, ripping it, and flipping. Um, so in this case, you think there's enough? Fifteen hundred is not too high given the current market, the state of the market for ultra modern. Because that's my concern is like ultra modern has been hit the hardest of like all segments, you know, all the yeah, different sports but, and things. But it's, it's Prism, which is a beast of its own. Okay. In the first couple of weeks of selling, it's gonna just like we saw with. With football, like look at the day you ripped football. You ripped it on a Saturday after a Friday release. Yeah, that stuff was worth crazy amounts of money. A week later, not as much. Now, mm-hmm. had it already been graded, it's different. Sure, but there is a market there, like there always is. Guys are going to buy early and often and pay crazy prices. So, okay, yeah, I just think it's a, you're going to see it everywhere. Uh, we got a bunch of breakers on Card Shop Live app that are going to be ripping it starting Friday, uh, tomorrow. And yeah, it's Prism. You're going to see. You're going to have boxes that are absolutely you know two hundred dollars worth of return. You're going to get murdered, and then you're going to have you know, $50,000 cards pulled. So if you're looking for the, you know, high risk, high reward, Prism's definitely the chase for you. But okay. I, I am, I'm actually a little surprised. It's only 1500 I think that is due in part to the to the timing. Like we said with other products, it's off season for the sport. Yeah. Uh, one other thing too, we just talked about SGC. This is 
I have been complaining about this for years with SGC. It used to be you would get back an SGC card and it would say A. Mm -hmm. No one in the world who doesn't work at that company knew clearly what that meant. What does that mean? Exactly. <laughs> well, so originally it meant either authentic, like, yeah. hey, I'm sending this in. I don't want it graded because I know it's a low grade. I just want to know if it's authentic. You get it back with an A. Well, the same thing can happen, like happened with my Tom Brady rookie. I send it and it comes back with an A, which altered. I knew it was altered because oh. I knew I'd, I requested a grade. But the next person who buys that has no idea because it just says A. <laughs> I love that company. I think they're doing great things. I think they're a clear number two grading company option right now. That has annoyed me for years. Very simple change and it's happened. So now the A says underneath whether it is authentic or altered. Altered means trimmed, discolored, touched up in any way. But at least now there is the distinction. And I believe they are offering a cheap fix on any A's that you have, grade A. You can send it back in and get them reslabbed for a cheaper amount. Oh, that's nice. Okay, cool. I know this is not like the most like unbelievable mind-altering change in the world, but the fact that the company responded when there was so much public outcry about this to me is a huge sign as to why I think they've done well. Nice. So yes, that's a big plug for SGC. I do. I think it's a big deal. So okay, there cool. you go. Um, did you want to hit on uh, top sales? Uh, there were just two. I noticed you typed on line 14, which I asked you not I to. Nope, no, did not. Well, now I, it says, so where Ryan Spoon. That was there before you said anything. So I don't. I didn't even look at it because I never back, typed. I'll go back and check. Check tape. tape. Uh, there were two interesting sales to me that came up pretty high. There was a Jokic Joker. Uh, this was on Cardlight. The Cardlight headlines, all-time sales. So there were two that stood out to me. Uh, just briefly, the Hank Aaron base rookie, PSA 6.5, sold on the 1st of July for $15,000. A year ago, the card sold for $8,490. Pretty ridiculous. That's crazy. Um, the other one was the Joker. So Jokic, again, it's a weird grade, though. It's a Now, he was a rookie in 2015. So the Prism Silver, the pop is only 41. This is a BGS 8.5. Sold for $447. Uh, the card sold for 390 a year ago. So you're talking up 20% on Joker stuff. I think there's a nice play with that 2015. The pop counts are so stupid low. I even think with just raw stuff from back then, it's a great buy right now. But anyways, okay. that's it. Um, that brings us to pickups. I bought what I would consider the most beautiful card I've ever purchased in my life. What? It's a second year card. So it's 2021 flawless just came out. Okay. It's a one of one NFL shield auto Jalen hurts. Oh, I'm not going to lie before the guy sent me the card. Cause mm -hmm. I've, been, I've been advertising. I want to buy hurt stuff. Um, he sent me a picture. I said, how much? And in the meantime, I always do this in my head. I was like, I think this is 1500 to two grand. Okay. I bought it for 1050. And then I threw an extra 30 bucks. Cause I got a mosaic refractor raw and a mosaic variation raw of Jalen hurts. Which so again, cheap cards. I'm going to send them to SGC, whatever. Okay. That shield though, like I started looking. Mm -hmm. I just think that's the kind of crap at the national you could get a crazy premium for. Like shields are hot right now. Yeah, it's a flawless shield. Like I know it's second year. I'm really high on Hertz. In general, I'm holding the other stuff I have of Jalen until the season because I think he's going to play really well. But I do. I just that really unique, unique and super nice stuff. I think there's a real big market for at the national because people. Again, go into that with the mindset I have. Hey, we're going to see stuff we don't see. I'm not going to waste my time trying to nickel and dime somebody. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pay the premium because I want the card. So unlike the other Jalen's, I will actually bring that to the National to try to shop around. 
Um, big shout out. I have a pickup, not by choice. Someone oh, yeah. sent this to me. Very kind. Uh, Adam from 8-Ball Cards. He uh, listens to the podcast, says he loves it, and he sent me a pack of Lion King cards, which is so funny because your wife also got me a pack of Lion King cards. I'm not saying I don't like Lion King cards. I love them, but it's just interesting that people keep sending them to me. Thank you very much. I also... Uh, I want to clarify, when we opened those boxes last week, those two three-pound boxes of cards, that was not all that I bought. I have many other packages that came in with that $200, all just as nonsense as the the boxes, but I will be letting you guys know what I get from those. James Kahn just died. No! I think that's correct. Here's the thing. James Kahn, he was always so mean in movies. I just, it's hard to... It's really hard to feel like a lot of sadness, but it's Good sad actor. when anybody passes. I think that's true. I'm seeing this like written everywhere. It just popped up <laughs> off my feet. And I was like, it's funny. He's it's not. Like, dead. He's been dead for years. Randomly, just... his family's listening to this. Like, what is going on here? He died at 82. Yeah, he was in misery. That was a oh man. He was also sunny. Is that a? He was in the. Oh boy, you don't you don't know that one, huh? That's okay. Is that a? The Godfather. And that's what I was about. I thought you. I thought it was Sunny from Splash with Tom Hanks. Similar plot. And it's <laughs> Similar it's theme. Not the same. Yep. Uh, okay. One last plug. We've done this already before, but I do want to mention again. Uh, the Panini Prism NFT party, the VIP party, is happening Friday night of the National. So that is the twenty eighth. Whatever uh, the Friday is of the National, I don't care. It is the 29th. 29th at Haras. Uh, we will be there. There's going to be a meet and greet. Uh, we're going to run a, an exclusive giveaway in the Facebook group as well based on this, but the tickets are on sale now. I think the Super VIP, the $10,000 package, might be sold out. If not, there's like one or two left, but it's just about sold out. The VIP package is 500 The general admission is 100 All of them come with a ton of stuff included, both physical and NFTs, and we're going to be doing like free breaks, free giveaways, all that stuff when we're there anyways. Um, you said there's going to be meat, like a meat and greed. Is there food at this thing? Is there actual meat? Okay. I'm just not, I'm actually curious if there's going to be food at it. I'm just, it is a catered event. So there will be at least appetizers as you would say. Oh, I am. I would say that. All right. And Panini, sorry, Panini did say literally right before we started recording, uh, athletes and celebs will be announced shortly. So as soon as we have that news, we'll share that as well. Uh, mailbag. We have a number of you reaching out. Thank you so much. Uh, let's start with Abe. Abe, A-B-T is his last name. Abt. Uh, with prices starting to somewhat come back to earth, I see a lot of chatter about Jordan rookies. Lots of people saying the 86, 87 Fleer pop counts are too high for that card to be a reasonable long-term investment. Disagree. At the same time, the same people are propping up the 84, 85 star Jordan rookie as the next 52 mantle. You guys see any validity there? No, the flare is never going to get overtaken by the star. The star is a great card. It is not the 82, 86 flare. Like, just nope. And there's the pop count is not so egregious. That's an issue, in my opinion. I would love to see that star card go, though. I think that's really cool. It already has, though. That's the thing. Like, I don't think oh, people realize how, like, high-graded ones, they sell really well. Like, it's pull, not, hey, pull that up. All right, read the next question. I will. That's um, a 1984 card, correct? 1984. John Boren, does sealed wax... For investing purposes, act a bit like an index fund. What percentage of Mike's collection values is in sealed wax? I'm going to need your... Oh, I got that. Okay, hang on one second. So like an 8.5 sold on the 4th, a BGS 8.5 for $36,000. A BGS 9, that's not right. That's a reprint. Uh, BGS eight sold for twenty two thousand dollars. Wow! Like they're they're worth a lot of money already. Like this, it's kind of a fantasy that they're not worth anything. 
How much of my collection well, is I'm, made up in I'd wax? I'd also be curious how many more of those are out there. Maybe the yeah, no clue. Yeah. High graded, I think, is probably tough. It, was that the question? Uh, oh, sorry. The, he had two questions. Does sealed wax act like an index fund for investing purposes? Uh, it doesn't really diversify you like an index fund would necessarily, just because it, it's still all the same product. People are, you're not getting multiple sports and multiple years of uh, rookies or anything like that. So I don't know if I'd necessarily say that. Um, Mike, to your question, what percentage of Mike's collection value is in sealed wax? Mm, 20%. I'd say about a fifth. Oh, okay. Actually, that's a lot less than what I expected. I thought you had more. It used to be way more. Yeah. Uh, Rich Tippett, with the popularity of Marvel and a growing trend towards buying older Hall of Fame players, is there a play for buying and grading 97 Skybox Marvel Metal Universe football? I mean... I don't know why there would be such a play for 97 football all of a sudden. Wait, Marvel Metal Universe football? Like, I don't even know what that means. Is that a... I just have to Google real quick. Is that a Marvel-related football product? Or is that something completely Brett different? Brett Favre has on, like, the, the Thanos glove. Like, what are X-Men we Metal about? Universe trading cards. It's not... Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing anything about... I wonder mm, if he just meant, like, grading the 97... Nine, there is 97 Metal Universe football, so maybe that's just what he was talking about. There's nothing Marvel in there, so maybe maybe Marvel just got added in. Okay. Um, any any desire as far as the 97 Sky... It does seem like all the, the PMG stuff does decently recently. Oh, of course. Yeah, but, but um, like, but I don't know yeah, what the play is, is there. Like, we saw those have an all-time... I mean, I, yeah, I really don't have a ton to say about that, to be honest. Okay. By the way, you can tell this is the first day I have not reviewed the mailbag. I've been very good with reviewing it. Today, I did not. And I can't even find the post on Facebook. So, <laughs> Here's the thing. He came in, and he was... Su- What's Mike. happening? Mike dropped a checklist right in the chat for Thank us. you. Golly, Mike, Mike is on it. Wait. Universe Marvel Metal Universe. Yeah. Okay. So there is a Marvel Metal Universe for football. But I don't think it has. Oh, it does. Look at this. Spider-Man's in the background. Oh, that's wild. And you got football players. What? You got Barry Sanders, Jerry Rice in here, John Elway. And you just have, it looks like just Spider-Man and or, is that uh, Wolverine in here? This is crazy. I've never even heard of this I mean, the raw cards sell for like 50, 60 bucks. The Jerry Rice. What? I've never heard of that product. Absolutely. I think that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yes, that's a great thing to buy. <laughs> a Marvel and foot. Wow, worlds colliding. That's hey, wild. big shout out to oh, Mike, only some the of them. Hang on, only some of them. Like, see Jerry Rice number six says Spider Man. Scroll down. Where do you see that on the checklist? Number six. Oh, okay. So gotcha. maybe it's only certain players. Scroll but down I mean, the list. Pictures. Look at the pictures next to them. It looks like. Oh, no, there's a one. So, on yeah, on the back of them. Oh, oh no, that's there. Yeah, so they're on all of them. There's Wolverine in the background. Of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I heard that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar got sued by the basketball player because of that name. Because he used this. He changed his name. Different spelling. Well, I don't don't know about that. That's wild, man. Yeah. That's a cool By the way, fun story for you. It's only a 20-card checklist. That's cool. I once met a guy. I made a deal on Craigslist to buy a bunch of cards. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, I don't really know what I have. This was years ago. I don't really know what I have. Like, he sent me a bunch of pictures. He's like, one of the cool things, though, there is a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar autograph. So I was like, Cool. I met him at a Dollar General parking lot after sifting through all this crap. I was like, by the way, where's it? He's like, oh, yeah, here it is. Pulls it out. It was the running back for the Dolphins. I was like, and we're good. I'm going to go buy 
like firewood and bleach <laughs> for no reason because Dollar General sells everything. Sure. And I went home with nerfing. That's, uh, well, you know, I have nothing positive to say. Okay. Um, would uh, Chris Danboy would love to get your thoughts slash analysts on the discrepancy between flawless Trevor Lawrence autos uh, that are selling between two and 3,000 and the price of sealed boxes selling between six and 7,000 and even case breaks, $2,400. Not enough interest in Trevor Lawrence? Question mark. Too many numbered cards? Good time to buy high-end Trevor Lawrence? I mean, you're buying flaws to hit that monster piece, though. Like, yes, some of the autographs are only going for two to $4,000, but if you hit like the the crazy rare patch autos, they're going for like there's some on here still number to ten forty eight hundred. Here's the true RPA with a patch that went for fifteen thousand forty five hundred. You are chasing the dream and flawless. That's as simple as that. There's no more need for analysis than that. Guys are overpaying because they think I'm going to be the one to hit that monster card. Period. Um, that's what it is. Let's see. That's a fair question. Casey though. Smith has a question. Best episode of The Office. I would encourage you Every to go week. out and I know. I'm not answering this again. But no. Here's the thing. Go out and watch the uh, Ask Me Anything, the AMA video on our YouTube channel we just posted yesterday. Get out of here, Casey. Uh, Kyle, Casey, you. Casey, man or woman? It doesn't matter. Okay. Why does it matter? I'm curious. Exactly. Do you think that the exponential rise in prices of top Sapphire Star Wars is just people having uh, fear of missing out, or FOMO. is this a four, Formula One Sapphire 2020 all over again, where boxes could potentially shoot up all the way till the national? I think it's a little bit of a mixture of both. Top Sapphire, those are awesome and like an established brand. I think you have a little bit of both of those, quite frankly. They don't want to miss. And I think there's some real potential that becomes, I don't know if it's a Formula One type thing, but there's a, a real potential for a nice increase there. Tyler Rodriguez, does sealed retail wax increase or decrease as hobby wax increases and decreases? Basically follows the same chart. Okay. Uh, John Loriati again. Oh, he his question was from last week. Uh, not a question, but more of a statement. I'm really getting into more of vintage football, aka 60s and nice. 70s era. I really think certain players of this era could be good play at the national. I honestly do think vintage is going to be so hot at the national. It's a safe play by and large, too. If you said, what are the two best buys across any genre for a decade? Mm -hmm. 50s and, and or 60s basketball and football. Baseball's already taken off like crazy. Yeah. Those have obviously taken off, but not nearly to the same degree. So I agree. Again, yeah, I go back to the card letter indexes and just, I mean, vintage is one of the, that's the second best performing over the last 30 days. Ultra modern is the absolute worst performing as far as card values go. So take that how you will. Okay. Uh, Facebook question from Ken Griffin, 2019, uh, 2020 sealed flawless master or... 2020 flawless football master, which is going to be best in 10 years? So 19 basketball, you're talking Zion and Ja or 2020 Herbert and Burrow. I mean, I think Herbert, to be seen. I think Herbert and Burrow. Well, and you also have Justin Jefferson. So you have, I mean, potentially the best wide receiver for the next in, in 10 years, potentially. Mm -hmm. And those two could still be top three guys in the league at their position. Maybe I think on field, the 2020 football class is better. But basketball flaws outsells football so much. I would rather have the basketball case. Good Even note. though Zion may be at that point, who knows? Mark Jostria. Uh, One more after this. Devers, Jordan, Alvarez, Bichette, Ramirez, Tucker. These guys are all top tier players and relatively cheap. Yep. Are they undervalued or will they just never have any real hobby value? 
man, you really start to wonder with guys like Dever. He's been super relevant in a major market for years, and yet his hobby love has... We talked about him either last show or the show before. Very little. Um, Tucker. Now, Alvarez is different. He's a home run hitter. He also came off a little bit of a slump there after his initial craze a few years ago. I think some of them do. I think a lot of it is going to depend on if they are playoff-relevant teams, though. I think that is really the biggest indicator for those guys. Like, if Jordan or Devers go on a real tear, even uh, Kyle Tucker, in the playoffs... I think we'll see a sustained bump, sustained movement of price. So we have to answer. Can we answer three more questions? Go go. Okay. So this one is actually, we said we were going to answer it uh, last week, or we said we were going to answer it today on last episode. Um, this is from Joe Rothk. Uh, he says, any general tips for people, for someone attending the national for the first time, we kind of already covered that. He says, I am not new to the hobby. I'm not new to card shows, but I will be attending the national for the first time this year. I'll be there Wednesday afternoon until midday Saturday. He says right now his priorities are, and you can kind of comment on these as we go, bring lists of rarely seen cards for my PC that I hope to come across. Great. Bring cards to use as trade bait when possible. I'll have PayPal loaded and cash up with and cash with me as well. I mean, very, very, very smart. I would say, again, if you're bringing stuff, just expect to not get full retail if you're trading to a dealer. But yeah, I like it. Try to get Panini to provide replacements, hopefully a white box one of one for outstanding redemptions. Do they do that in person? I believe so. Yeah, Panini usually takes that. Yeah, check with the Panini booth. Yep. Oh, that's good to know. Okay. Um, and then maybe get some cards graded depending on cost timelines from the grading companies that will be there. Man, the only thing with that is usually it's just PSA. I think maybe PSA and BGS are doing I, I got to check with SGC. It's crazy expensive to do it. For some reason, I feel like Peter said they weren't going to be grading there. Which I'm fine with. I don't want you grading in person. Um, Spend time with the backlog. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, um, not a bad play. I mean, if anything, if nothing else, bring them to hand to like your middleman. Like we use Nash cards. I would bring cards to hand him a national sub when you get back. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Thank you for the reminder. Um, Two other questions. Michael Arias. I am only going for one day to the national since there is no way I can finish everything. Any tips on how to see as much as possible? Yeah. I mean, listen to the start of the show. I think we kind of outlined like what you're looking for. So, yeah, I mean, and honestly, it's going to be ultra packed and crowded. Just, be can be okay with not seeing everything and don't force yourself to do it because then you're going to, if you are only there for one day, you're going to skip the stuff that you actually like just so you can focus on seeing everything. Stay and see only things you like. There's I want people to that. reach out and sell me these 1997 Marvel cards. Um, did you cool. already post it online? Is that what you were doing on your phone? No. Okay. Uh, last question then. Matt Shones. Uh, there's an obvious concern with modern, ultra-modern cards having up uh, up to 50 to 60 rookie cards versus vintage having one. Um, he lists Jim Brown, the 58 Jim Brown or 55 Koufax versus the 50-plus Herbies and sure, Wanders. I get it. What is the best way to decipher which modern product will have the most staying power? Assume Prism, Optic, Chrome, etc. Or is it better... To have uh, to focus on numbered parallels, uh, very numbered slash parallels variations to avoid higher pop counts, especially with graded yes. cards. That's I mean that's always the answer. If you can afford to make the upgrade from base, even if it's premium base stuff, to go to numbered or you know variations SPs, do that, and you know how many they're made. Do you I, think that base will just kind of go out the window, and people no. will substitute it for silver? No, because again, the price of entry on a base card is so low. I think it's still a great thriving market. Yeah. It's not the crazy, the craze of base from two years ago is probably never going to return a year and a half ago. 
but it's still a great car. Like I still want a Trevor Lawrence card and I have a budget of $9. Awesome. There's 37 different base cards you can buy for that budget. Yeah. Like that's why it's not going anywhere. Like at its core, that's really what card collecting is all about. Hey, what is your budget? Here's what you can get into, but there's entry at every level for every player. As opposed to like, yeah, vintage is great that there's only one and I love vintage, Mm -hmm. but like if a kid really wants a Bill Russell rookie, okay, your budget's a hundred dollars. Nope. I don't care if it's folded in half and burnt, Mm -hmm. you're not getting it. So I, I mean, I understand. And I think that's why the price of base coming down as it is. Yeah. It stinks. If you bought in, you're underwater, but it's great now that the inclusion level is so much cheaper. I don't, I don't have an issue with it. Well, that's your mailbag folks. There you go. All right, that is Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network powered by Spotify. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, By the way, we moved. I teased that we were going to announce the most expensive break of all time. Mm -hmm. I've been talking with Vintage Breaks. Sounds like next Thursday, Leighton Sheldon, who runs Vintage Breaks, uh, the owner, is going to be on the podcast so a week from today, which means we have two guests, Ray Schulte and him. We'll keep them both brief. Uh, He is going to be introducing far and away the largest and I would say the most iconic break of all time that will be happening on Card Shop Live. So that'll be happening next week instead of today. I thought Chris Kelsey was on Monday. Chris Kelsey's on Monday. I, oh, I said Thursday, though. So you're right. Okay. This is all happening on Thursday. Oh, We're having this... them on the podcast Thursday. We're announcing this unbelievably crazy iconic break that they're going to run. Got it. And then the break will go for sale the next day on Friday. That is going to be a cool break. There's all a $50,000 right. card included. Hey! I don't want to give away too many details. Well, you just did, so. That's enough. All right, there you go. Thank you, guys. Cool. We'll see you Monday. Goodbye. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like Ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side by side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.